0: The Pilot TV podcast this week comes to you in association with our new sponsor, Julian Fellows, purveyor of (laughs) posh people doing mundane, everyday tasks since 1949. No. Of course not. It isn't, but we do have a fellows double bill for you this week as we swan off to 19th century London for high tea in Belgravia and then, perhaps more unexpectedly, see the origins of football through the prism of the class divide in the English game. Uh, it's just the one plummy English accent in our third show this week, though, as Charlotte Ritchie joins Canadian comedian Mae Martin in Feel Good. I'm James Dyer and welcome to the Pilot TV Podcast, a show that is beginning to suspect that self-isolation is probably the only way we'll get through our backlog of shows this year. And joining me in this enclosed space, the Petri dish, otherwise known as the Pilot TV (laughs) Podcast studio, are my two hazmat-suited co-hosts. First up, a man who, and this is true, spent most of the morning queuing for his limited edition Supreme Face Mask, it's Boyd Hilton. (laughs)
1: Correct. <laughs> Do they, they, there is one, isn't there? There's a good. No, there is. Yeah, came out this week. <laughs> yeah, enough. So oh in, my the, in the North Face um, collab that came out this week. Yeah. Uh, I got a nice fleece. I just got a virulently red fleece. Like a virulent ooh, red supreme. Fleece. Not the red I was expecting. I yeah. have to say, but nevertheless, <laughs> they also brought out um, um, face mask. Yeah, face mask. Is it an N95 approved face mask? No, if it is, it's pretty. It's like a balaclava with a with a face mask element to it. It's pretty full on. But you're saying the virus is probably not exclusive enough to get past it. I doubt it. I so doubt the BOGO it. will ward it off? I think so, yeah. <laughs> okay. I think it's more. Fac- I think my virulently read thing is, stands better chance of warding off the virus than that. That seems entirely <laughs> fair. Yeah. Entirely fair. Uh,
0: also joining us this week is a now-renowned TV personality <laughs> in her own right, <laughs> even if... She still doesn't own one. (laughs) It's Beth Webb. How are you,
2: Beth? Hi. I'm good. I'm very well, thank you. Yes.
0: The millennial troops have rallied to your defence.
2: It was like in in Game of Thrones, you know, when the Night King watched King and he... he he raises his hands, and all the dead yeah. rise yes. and, and join yes. him.
1: You've risen, yeah. the millennial masses. Millennial. I want to see someone mm. cr- do that meme now. I want to see someone create that image right. with you as the as the yeah. king, my beautiful not, millennial
2: yeah. horde. Yes. Yeah. yeah.
1: Apparently, great. none of them have TVs. It's just no. us, Boyd. Even it's just us old men. TV- acclaimed TV writers Sophie Petzel, um didn't she tweeted I know she, I have to say <laughs> credit Sophie because she um, you know when you, you kind of posture along like we do our middle aged privileged white men sure. um, in the media mm. and in the metropolitan media at that and you know I banged on about my massive TV last week and now I sit there watching it, you know, day and I mean, now the virus is, that's going to be a godsend, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, but yeah. she pointed out that most young people these days live in shared houses, that part, a lot of them don't have um, front rooms to watch, to commute, to come together, to watch stuff. You kind of made this point yourself, but she was backing it up that it's just a completely different world now. And, and And that did make me feel like an idiot. I mean,. Privileged. I idiot, mean, it's a learning surely. curve, yeah, isn't yeah. Totally. it? I
2: mean, our living room is a bedroom, and my housemate is in the bedroom, so we do yeah. things like with Game of Thrones every Monday. We'd sit around and watch it together, and that was a nice communal thing. But if I do, just but you have to watch... kind of
1: make an appointment. To do oh, that, absolutely. When I was growing up. We all sat there in front of the TV. When I was at university, we all sat there in front of the TV in our front room. You know, it was just just the thing. I think that it kind of makes me feel a bit sad. that it's. I mean, I know people still watch TV on Mm. on it, but it does is.
0: But there's a distinction. A lot of people are saying, oh, you know, who watches broadcast TV? And I should clarify, I do have a television, but I don't watch television. Mm. I've not watched broadcast television in about a decade. I don't do it. I don't do it. No, I don't do that. (laughs) I mean, who (laughs) who watches broadcast? Uh, But, but, you know, everyone streams one way or another, you know, whether you're watching catch up or whether it's a, a streaming service. Like so you don't like. No one actually thinks. Oh, it's six forty-five. Better get down in time for such and such, or I'll miss it. I mean, that's <laughs> like not really you're, a thing, is absolutely it? Absolutely
1: wrong. There's loads of people that still Who do does that? such Who does that? No, Who oh, When I was a kid, boy.
2: obviously, at six forty-five no, no. was Buffy on BBC Two. But it's a different yeah, era now? But there's
1: still huge TV shows, not the kind of thing that you watch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but yeah are... Yes. But that's the key here, isn't it? It's all Bake Off and that shit, isn't it? It's that Because no and one's streaming Bake Off. Oh my God. <laughs> Let me remind you that it was. only... Only barely eighteen months ago, maybe that um, that uh, bodyguard was the highest-rated drama in the history of British television, yeah. with seventeen, eighteen million people watching it, and the vast majority watching it live. Appointment of view. Sunday BBC One, so it still happens. You just have, if you build it, they will come. Really? Honestly, yes. <laughs> I just. It's still live I mean, duty. It, it, <laughs> you just have to give people incredibly gripping stories that they want to watch on a serial basis, week to week. That's what Game of Thrones was. Game of Thrones is a serial show.
2: Great content well, in the living room. Well, yeah
1: a living room. that's <laughs> room. not Why? doing Why? that is, is really? on a laptop. He's onto a different argument. He's like, oh, no this one watches live TV anymore. That's just not true.
0: I do. I wonder whether anyone below the age of thirty-five does
1: it. <laughs> they do, honestly. Enjoy this. The Speaking for is, the millennial masses. I've seen the figures. I've seen the oh, figures. Oh, sorry, sorry, can't argue because with the figures. It, there's a, it's a bit of a myth. Obviously, the trend is massively towards not because more, as more and more of these yeah. these these um, services come up. To but live television is still a massive thing. Millions and millions more people are watching your average BBC One drama on a Tuesday night live than watch anything on fucking Netflix. I'll just say that now. It's just a fact.
2: The angriest I've seen you, Boyd. Well, very animated, <laughs>
1: very animated. No, I think it's important because there is the assumption that no one at all would, but it's just not true. Particular and you know, I would say older people. You know, oh, absolutely, are absolutely. Yeah. But then, yeah. then last you know. week, you and I would probably have argued that everyone owns a television, and yet
0: apparently no, 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 we were
1: no, wrong. I, I, I absolutely see that, but I. But funnily enough, even people might be watching on their laptop or whatever, but live TV is still a thing. Honestly, it's still a thing. I mean, well, we still give the airtimes, don't we, when we do yeah, our reviews? We probably. say what time it's yeah. on. And I, do you know what? It'll never die. It'll never go away. It's like people t- 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 predicted the demise of cinema, you know. B- dim- you know I mean, like, have you gone out outside ago. recently? <laughs> 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 I mean, apart from this week. Yeah. Now yeah. that Quiet Place Part 2 yeah. has been postponed. Literally every film has been pulled from, from that's releases. Different, that's different <laughs> yeah. issue. I think I've, I've ranted. So yeah.
0: It's it's you know the end of days, Boyd. If you're going to rant, rant now. You're not I have much Thanks, time left? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I, I guess life is <laughs> going
1: to get a massive boost in the next couple of months if we're all sitting yeah, at home on exactly. But this is an exactly interesting. True. I mean,
0: I guess we'll get into this more in news, isn't it? On the one hand, you think that like while films are being destroyed by. The coronavirus, like releases are being pushed, cinemas are being closed. You think this would be a boom time for TV? But so many shows in production have halted production. Mm. So while yes, yeah. loads of people I'm sure will be streaming Netflix over the next few months, you know, down the line, a lot of production simply won't have been made, will they? So, well, I
1: mean, considering Netflix is making something like you know, 16 billion pounds worth of lot- of TV so every a year, a few of them will me, slip through. Yeah. I think
0: okay. they will be fine. All right, fine. And besides, you know, someone can always sling a gatto in the oven if there's nothing
1: for anyone else to watch.
0: <laughs> <so>. <laughs>
2: was <laughs> so <laughs> obvious.
1: I'm going to nominate you. Do you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to nominate you behind your back to do the next series of Bake Off. Oh, my um, God. Can you imagine? You'd be yes. so good on it. You would be, <laughs> honestly, you'd be a cultural phenomenon. <laughs>
0: That's it. If anyone is watching, please hire me for the next series of Bake Off. I would like to do that. Yeah. That would be great. Um, I will say, this. Yeah, I don't know whether this will be our last Pilot TV podcast in this particular studio for the time being. If we do end up remote Steady. working, you,
1: you impl- people are going to think you made last effort.
0: No, yeah, we're, no, we're not. I'm, I, it's important that I mention this is not the last pilot, pilot TV podcast. I have sorted out a remote podding solution, so the pod will continue regardless of where we all are geographically. Oh, phew. So you know, I mean, that's your headline. Yeah, there. yeah. No that's need to worry. You know, the NHS might collapse, yeah. the government might implode, but the Pilot TV podcast will yeah. continue regardless of whether you want it to or not. Yeah. All sports so. been
1: cancelled, but the Pilot
0: TV podcast. Yes, boy. How are you? Coping. Absolutely fucking. How are you stated. coping? So never so stated. football is essentially off. Yeah. They've they now yep. the question here, as is my understanding, mm. it's a question of is it a suspension
1: or a cancellation.
2: <gasps> Look how happy yeah. you are! Oh, I know. Look how I know. My
0: Sean Freuder is in
1: full effect.
2: Good
3: Lord. Evil yeah. um,
1: it, At The moment it's a suspension until specifically April the fourth, they've mm. said. But you know, I mean, fuck knows What how they're going to do it? They have yeah. to. Pres- they have to pres- there's a big European Championship, the Euros, in the summer. They're going to have to postpone that. If it rolls Other on into yeah. summer, presumably they have to cancel it because a new season has to start mm. in the autumn. No, well, that's the thing because there's this massive tournament which is going to take a month in the summer. European Championships the, like for, na- for nation teams. Sure, so that's a thing that's there. So everyone's presuming that the domestic league will take precedence and will have to finish, and that means that this whole tournament is going to be later a year, so they work, they can wow. carry on, because football is essentially going to be playing football to the end of June, so, July. Anyway. So you're saying that the summer break just won't happen and they'll just play through There'll the summer? A, a sh- yeah, the, well, the Euros won't happen and they'll still be a shorter summer break. Yeah, I mean, I, un- I understand some of what you just yeah, said. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. But, I mean, yeah. It, yeah. it, I mean, it will have to, honestly because Liverpool are two games away from winning the title for the first time in 30 years. I know. If they, I am if they don't get it, I mean, Chris. You're I am it. delighting yeah. in how furious it's Chris people, is about this whole there's thing. There's a general sense of utter, <laughs> just almost like underlying depression yeah. by Liverpool yeah. fans. Yeah. Like, oh my yeah. God, our whole our whole history is on the verge of collapse.
0: We'll be getting onto more football later on as yeah, it happens in this particular show. So shall we uh, take a brief segue into what we've been watching recently in our imposed self isolation, Beth?
2: Yes. Uh, I haven't watched much, really. And actually, this segment of the podcast has highlighted how little new television I watch. So I am really looking for suggestions at the moment. So all I've watched this week, aside from our allotted homework, was uh, Pose for a piece that I'm writing anyway, Mm because it's on Netflix now and Pose is one of the best shows of the last five years, and uh, the latest episode of This Country, which was one of the best I've seen in a while, and one that I have brought up, which we'll come back to in the news, but was newsworthy television which we'll get I think to you can do, it, like. it, now. Can we can we do it now
0: before <laughs> we before we say it, so are you about to I mean I couldn't care less are you about to spoil this <laughs> no, country no okay? not not at all no. if anything I it's wish it was spoiled for yeah. me because Fine. it's driving okay. me insane. do it then because I don't know what you're talking about because,
2: uh, because in the opening minute so it's it's obviously this mockumentary and uh, they're in the house and, and Curtin's outside and no he's not outside Curtain is a character C- Curtin is the character Curtin sure. is the brother in this country and their grandma makes an appearance who has, has never made an appearance in the series before, face blanked out as you would, pixelated. you know, to protect, pixelated oh, right, okay, to protect yep, yep. their identity, yelling at the camera. I was like, "This is odd. Why have they not shown the face of the grandma? This is surely something that you would do." It's been revealed that this was an A-list actress playing the grandma in this country. Which, given the gravitas of the show and that it's like taken off in the US, mm-hmm. and they've now got this remake. But we need to talk about the recasting there. Sean yeah. William um, sure Scott, one earth. Yeah. But, uh, It could be someone amazing. And the, the, um, oh, what's his name? Tom, who who writes and directs the, the show, has kind of dropped some clues because everyone is speculating as to who it could be. He said it's someone that flew over, especially for the episodes. They've got a creative partner, a very creative partner, and they've never met them before. I think it's Tilda Swinton. I think that Tilda Swinton so, was in this country.
1: Everyone's assuming it's Tilda Swinton. Everyone assumed it was Tilda Swinton when they because it did look, you know. I behind, went back and freeze behind, framed it behind the <laughs> pixelation. It looked roughly like a kind yeah. of Tilda Swintonish person, and also, of course, famously, Tilda Swinton does go in heavy disguise in Suspiria. Right mm. now. I haven't... Breaking news on this front. It was Boyd. It wasn't me. <laughs> it was Boyd. It wasn't me. No, I but breaking news life. is that my colleague interviewed um, the Coopers. Yeah. Um, Daisy May and Charlie for my other uh, job, Heat Magazine. Yeah. Um, for the next issue, and I can exclusively reveal that they said explicitly it's not Tilda Swinton. Now, they could be lying because as when I saw Tilda Swinton do a Q and A for um, for Spirit in which she out and out denied that she played a character yeah. she clearly did yeah. play. Yeah. So she and people when she does do one of these these mystery appearances, she's quite capable of lying about it flat out.
2: She lied to your face.
1: Right. That woman lie would just lie to your face. Exactly. So it could still be her, but. I'm fascinated by it. it's a very exciting whole thing is to try to work out who else it could be.
2: They're credited as Elvis Presley in the credits.
1: Yeah. Wow, which
2: yeah. it definitely is him. But as I mean,
1: sure, and the bigger point—the the first thing you said about—which I totally agree with—is it is one of the greatest episodes of this country so far. Which also means it's one of the greatest episodes of any TV comedy of recent years. It's fucking brilliant, James. Honestly, <laughs> so James you, you like the, the first one, No, didn't oh, oh, yeah, no oh, I didn't. No, I hated it. Oh, I forgot you were an idiot. I know? mean, I appreciate <laughs> it's semi-autobiographical inside. for best, but so I just—you know—I <laughs> just. But no. the book club, the book group, is absolutely glorious isn't it it's so good
2: so Daisy May Cooper's character gets into this book club but her in her her go-to genre is Goosebumps books so she just goes mad for these Goosebumps books and in most scenes in this she's like nose deep in, in a Goosebumps book it's the most pure hysterical thing I've seen in ages and I've forgotten the name of the other character that's in this episode who's in her book club who's Mandy. The, Mandy 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 she's
1: the greatest character in the history I'm, not, I'm getting slightly carried away but Mandy Mandy
2: is I'll, I'm phenomenal. there with you Boyd I'm yeah. there with you it's so good
1: she disrupts the book group show, I'm so sure James. I, I think you You should have you're always saying homework for Do everyone know what?
2: Else? it's not worth it Boyd it's not worth it <laughs> (laughs) Did you you say
1: he's not worth it or it's not worth it? He's not worth it. it, Definitely not. He's not worth it. He doesn't know. Yeah, Um, yeah. It's incredible. It's fantastic. Yeah, really good. So I'm sharing what we watched this week a bit uh, with with Beth. Yeah. Did you watch anything else?
2: Just that and pose. This is what I mean. Recommendations.
0: I have to. I have to jump in because I I want to get this in the middle. So then you jump in. No, because I just think this needs to be sandwiched by people being positive. So I need to talk about breeders. So it's possible. I did not fully express myself when we reviewed Breeders last week. So we talked about it and I saw this show and... I it didn't sit right with me. I didn't like it. I couldn't quite work out why. And I, and I mm. think I, I said as much last week, but I was a little bit sort of like loose about it. And then, so I was like, mm, something's not right. So I watched the pilot episode of Breeders Again, and I would like to revise my opinion of it. I fucking hate it. Wow. I fucking hate it. And, I, and, I, and, it's, and there's a specific reason why I hate it. And it it was niggling at me when I first watched it, and I couldn't quite put my finger on it. And it's that this is a show... That, uh, that, that tries to be that pretends to be it's, it, they're saying that all parents do this we just don't talk about it and I was like that's just not true like it, this is a show which just celebrates shitty parenting and the problem with this show is there is an underlying current of nastiness to it like it's not like all oh, these parents mean well they're loving parents and they're just on the air so they're doing their best to have the occasional outburst they're just massive cunts and they're just <gasps> so no they are they are so oh. there's a real sort of like bitterness to it to it like it's re- I found it really hard to watch actually the first time and like uh, that's not to say I think you know as I'm not commenting on uh like the structure of the show or necessarily that it's badly written or badly acted or anything like that that's just exactly saying, what you're no, no, saying I'm not saying it's badly written I'm just saying that I specifically I do not I'm saying I hate it not it's bad distinction mm. like, I'm saying I just think that there's a real mean spiritedness to it that just and I think it's cele- it sort of celebrates this idea that parents are you know And so I feel that way towards their children and I think Terry I was discussing this with Terry because Terry obviously is on maternity leave and I said to Terry I said look can you watch Breeders for me I said I just you know obviously you're not reviewing or anything but I just want to make sure this isn't just me so Mm. she watched it last week and she came back and said I couldn't make it through a single episode Wow. she said it was just she said it was horrible and she echoed everything I thought about it and that weirdly emboldened me to come here and then restate my position and she hit that nail on the head perfectly and she said this is a show that drapes itself in a blanket of respectability, in the, it, it it cloaks itself in middle classdom. But it's middle class veneer lets it get away with the kind of shit that if this was a working class couple, people would be fucking horrified by the way they talk to their children. Yep. And she is absolutely yeah, right. She's not wrong about it. Absolutely right. People will be like, this is disgusting, it's disgraceful. Because they're respectable middle class people, they can call their children motherfuckers and nobody bats an eyelid about it. And I just think mm. and, and, and it bothered me. And I just thought I don't, thought, agree. I don't agree. I, you know.
1: No, on a personal agree. level, First I just think normalising that is bad no first of all there's loads of examples of um, comedies with working class characters being in quotes bad parents whatever that means like the royal Family comes to mind, famously, you know the, raw, the you know um Caroline Leherne and Craig Cash. They would like leave their kids abandoned. You know they would give them. It, w- it was a running joke how how badly they treated their kid right? No, so it does happen. That but, that's, but that's but hype, that's hyper sort of realized comedy, isn't it? Like this is this is hyper a kind realized of comedy. Hyper, hyper real. <laughs> real hyper yeah, realized comedy. Sorry,
2: Royal Family is hyper. No, but you know what I mean.
0: It's like it's, it's it takes place in that comedy zone where it's clearly comedy. It's clearly heightened. It's clearly not. whereas this straddles this the border? Ball- no, this I straddles know. the boundary. So now nice. it's not a case
1: of you. Can't have working class characters being bad parents. No, it's like are, are the, the, are oh, yeah, the characters in you, Royal Family? And
0: hands up, I have never seen the Royal Family. I've never watched the Royal it's Family because, of course, I'm not a Royal Family. Comedy. But I'm saying it's a comedy, isn't it? It's a comedy. It's yes. a comedy. It's a hyper-real yeah. comedy. But, I'm but more comedy happens in a heightened realm. Do you know what I mean? Like comedy is like pure so comedy so happening. No, it doesn't. No, though. I think you're wrong. Even Martin Freeman, and I know because I listened to your interview. Even he said it is a not comedy. It sort of exists in the sort of hinterland between comedy and drama. And I think, and that's that's problematic. It doesn't take place in a kind of comedies zone. It takes place in a kind of realist zone. And that's, I think you've and it's completely
1: person... misunderstood this show, right? <laughs> and I'll tell you why. It's not saying... it's for Mar- Mar- You know, Marty Freeman's character calling his kids motherfuckers, it's not intrinsically bad parenting. You're not supposed to sit um, back there. Like, no, 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 no. no, no. It? no, it's not. Isn't it? No, it's not. I think it might be. No, you're 100% wrong. <laughs> you're, you're meant to believe it's... it's, it's, it's you're meant to believe these are the things that you, you. These are the frustrations that you feel. The characters are feeling within. In this show, they let them out, and you get to and you get to see them. You get to see the kind of inner frustrations explode. You're not. Supposed, I don't think you're supposed to take it absolutely literally that this means they're maltreating their children and their children have grown up damaged by the way they've been parented. I absolutely reject that whole. whole that it, is your right. It, 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 what it's saying is that these are the frustrations you feel. This is what you feel about sometimes. Sometimes, not all the time, about your kids, and that's how honest sure. and real and true. That and is. if you're telling me you've never had, you've never had a moment, I mean, if, or if generally you're saying no parents have ever had moments where they don't, a brief moment, hate their kids for the way they're behaving and resent them, then you're talking bullshit. It's bullshit. I, so it's po- perfectly I disagree. fair. I disagree it's entirely. Per- it's not bad parenting. It's these things happen in life. It's parenting. not, though. It's terrible parenting and I disagree
0: with it it's entirely. Bullshit, but, 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 I, do- I totally agree that that is the being, intention of what also, they're trying to do.
1: And them being middle class is part of it, actually. It's part of the whole thing. It's part of the whole milieu that mm. the, 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 the show is about. You know, and, and I think they're all absolutely self-aware about that. Yes, they are middle class. It's almost... Partly about well, middle-class parents probably deal with this stuff in a different way, or you know, and, and, and the way it, the way it's written, the way it's acted, and it's performed, makes it makes it absolutely real. And I believe every element of it. And that, and if it's real, and they're not harming their kids, you, do, you, I think you completely exaggerate to the extent to which it's kind of saying they're terrible parents. See,
0: I don't. I mean, I genuinely think that is harm. I think it's, I think it's, I think, well, anyway, look, let's just say this was why I hated it. Is what I'm saying. I do think you're right. That is the intention of the show. That is not where it landed for me. I found it quite upsetting to watch uh, and I did dislike it and on the second viewing I think all of that stuff kind of really kind of crystallised for me and I was like I really really do not like this show for that particular reason. But uh, one of the reasons why I wanted to put this in the middle because now we get to go on to something <laughs> slightly more positive. <laughs> but I just wanted to get that off my chest. Obviously, I have been continuing my Battlestar Galactica rewatch in addition to hate-watching Breeders. Um, and I am, I'm moments from the end. I'm four episodes from the end of my run, so you won't have to hear about it much longer. You'll be pleased to hear. But um, I watched the, uh, the double bill of The Oath and Blood on the Scales, which is an extraordinary two-parter, uh, where there's a mutiny on the Galactica. Uh, Beth, you should definitely watch that one when you go back to the series, yeah, as can't you wait. obviously will do. Watch
2: that one next, yeah. after it, the fourth episode of season two and whatever stupid audio you make me watch them in.
0: Yeah, that seems fair. But Brilliant. Uh, I'm, I'm, I think I shall be quite bereft when I finish my, uh, when I finish my run of Battlestar. It's I think be, we're it's having a party. Yeah, I mean, you lot will be <laughs> thrilled, <little>, clearly. Um, <laughs> You're the only one. But you? what I will do is, I've stored it all out, so I will, I will do a sort of long-running commentary pray of everything for terry when she returns. So.
2: Brilliant.
1: Yeah. She, be really be looking good. forward to that. I bet she is. So, Boyd, what have you been... Uh, Right, watching. Well, uh, I'll try and keep it brief. But um, the Outsider finished. Yes, um, yes on a Sunday, uh, two a.m. Monday morning uh, on Sky. I would say that I think it's a brilliant series. I think it's been an absolutely phenomenal series. Um, I was, I did feel slightly empty at the end of it, at the ending of it. Some for some, and I don't. I'm kind of not one of those people who generally goes, oh, the ending of everything they watch is terrible. And it slightly irritates me because people are very judgmental about finalists of TV shows. Mm. And it's very hard. But I, mean, I guess it's intrinsically Stephen King's fault, really. I mean, I haven't <laughs> read a novel, but it's <laughs> <but laughs> yes, King's fault. I do think Stephen King has an ending issue, generally. Like, I feel like the ending of It is terrible. Like, you know, both, <laughs> I mean, know, do you know what I mean? It's just, all inclined. I'd say is the climax, like the whole... When we reviewed it, remember, we talked about it. It was, so, it was such a realist um, tone to it, um, f- you know, for what is essentially, you know, a, a supernatural yeah, horror. Yeah, yeah. But, and it maintained that so brilliantly, e up to and including the finale. And uh, every time you thought oh, there's, there's going to be this, you know, every time you think it's going to go well over into over-the-top, its style territory, mm. it didn't. It pulled back. And in the end, and there was some incredibly thrilling, exciting scenes in the finale, don't get me wrong. But I don't know. As I say, at the, end, at the end, I had a certain feeling of emptiness about it, and that's all. That's my honest reaction to it. But I still think it's a brilliant. And is that like coloured your feeling about the series as a whole. Did you still bit, like it? A little bit, but I still mm. think they've done an incredible job in turning this Stephen King book, which I haven't read, into an absolute, an extraordinarily believable um, series, drama mm. series, which happens to have this massive supernatural element to it. So anyway. it's a pretty impressive achievement anyway Um, Louis Theroux in The Great British Bake Off the celebrity special (laughs) (laughs)
2: Um,
3: oh my god I mean I was going to mention
1: this in your Bake Off rant right Ah, but Louis Theroux was a magnificent sight I have to say I
2: bet he was
1: it was so great and they started it off with a spoof of a Louis Theroux documentary as if he was exploring the world of Bake Off oh
2: that's glorious it was
1: a lovely little like you know two minute thing at the beginning of the episode what did he bake he baked a thing of him kind of lying on a beach kind of thing he did pretty well, he did pretty well. I okay. have to say. So again, people might, i don't want to spoil it. Now, now I'm mm-hmm. on like fucking spoiler alert for everything. Um, but he was pretty good. I have to say, he clearly practiced a lot. Yeah. But he was pretty good, pretty pretty good. Talking of which. My favourite episode of Kirby Enthusiasm in this series was last week's with the ugly section of restaurants. So there's a restaurant, there's a restaurant in LA, and they divided it. and Larry realised that he was sitting in the section with the ugly people, and all the beautiful people were in the other section by the windows. And that was the underlying thing, the storyline that went on and on and on throughout the whole thing. It was so brilliant. Um, uh, I think that's it. Yeah, that's it. That's there it. you go. Okay, good. Well, should we move on to a listener question? God, yes. I, don't have a, I don't have a name for the
0: person who submitted this oh. many because there were so many people who submitted a similar oh. thing uh. but it was essentially what is our favourite apocalyptic show I don't know why they might possibly have <laughs> thought to ask that but uh, you know, look out your window but anyone, anyone want to take this one?
1: Well does The Leftovers count? Yeah, I think so.
0: I mean, yeah. it kind of think so. I mean Well then that's just it, isn't it? Because yeah. it's clearly the yeah. best one. Yeah. Yeah, okay, so, done. So yeah. Um, I, haven't,
2: I haven't opened my mouth yet, but sorry, we you, you can't, all can't
0: say right, the leftovers. Yeah, kind of I mean the, left the leftovers. leftovers is I know we've although although technically Battlestar Galactica <laughs> is a post apocalyptic show because it starts with a nuclear holocaust <laughs> 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 and it's the survivors fleeing
1: the cylons. So you know. there you go. <laughs> just saying. Um why uh, yeah, the leftovers, obviously, um the sudden departure is a kind of an apocalypse. And really in the end, actually throughout the three series it really is about the apocalypse, isn't it? In in a fundamental Way. It's about what happens to human The irony, of course, being that the sun
0: departure has the same mortality rate as the
1: coronavirus. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Oh my <laughs> god. <laughs> oh my god. Wow. <laughs> the leftovers
0: oh, as prophecy. I'm just saying. I also I
1: very much enjoyed American Horror Story Apocalypse as well. Oh yeah. Which, yeah, I, I only yeah, watched the first was, few of those. So I liked it. Was really it good I, never I mean it does feature the scene in which Joan Collins walks in on two men having sex with one in a in a full length rubber bodysuit. wow oh. I mean, what more, more could you want? <laughs> yeah. So yeah. That's. Um, so. And my other slight choice, I'm going to wait to the end because it's going to be my um, my Banshee. Oh, yes, a meal. No, oh, I wonder if we've got oh, the same Banshee. The same. And I think we might have done it before as well. I, I do not check we with have. you. Oh, I, see okay. I didn't check the spreadsheet either, so yeah. maybe we actually did.
2: Can I say mine because I worry that that's what it's going to be. Is it going to be um, Last Man on Earth? No, no.
1: no. Oh, okay. I was tempted. I was tempted. You're okay. fine.
0: Okay. Yeah. you're fine. Okay, we'll go to that. Yeah, Last Man on Earth. Oh, yeah, no, it means Last Man on Earth. I've never watched
2: that. I've never seen it. Oh, in a Miller.
0: Isn't it a comedy? Yeah. You see the problem.
2: Again, you're not worth it. It's just not worth it. It's too good for you, James. and Miller, Handling the Apocalypse. Great. Um, Will Ford, one of the best comedian actors, comedy actors, um... I love him and everything, and and in this, he's this very selfish, anxious man. Maybe you will like it, James. And
3: <laughs> 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 what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah, it's so <laughs> extraordinary.
2: Trying to kind of piece together, he's very lonely and he's trying to find existence in this post-apocalyptic world. I mean, and he finds Kristen Shaw and Mary Steenberg And There's a great supporting cast. Um, Laura Dern comes into it for a little while, and John Hamm. Okay, and interesting.
1: That Kristen makes it... the week. Yeah. Mm. Very good. They yeah, put him up. Yeah. Did you watch it on? Because on, on, on in this country it was on Dave, I think, mm-hmm. and it used to be on really late at night. Like clearly no one was watching. They put it on at eleven like thirty, but I, that worked for me because obviously I'm, I, uh, I'm always up till like two, three a.m. and I would watch it on Dave and I would think this is a brilliant show. Totally wasted on yeah. in the thing. It was it was good. You
2: used to watch it with my housemate on the telly. Nice.
1: So nice. There, there we go.
2: Yeah, that's yeah. him on his telly.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. Other than the one that I. One or both of us is going to banshee later. Uh, C, obviously, is a recent post show that I very much enjoy. C is great. I know you didn't. You were the fan. I am the fan of C. (laughs) I think C is a masterpiece. Uh, I wish more people would be watching it, but then I could say that a lot of Apple TV shows. It's full of such amazing stuff, that service. And I feel like not enough people are watching Apple TV. Um, It's really, really, really good. And I think, you know, if you are self-isolating and you need something to do. Yeah. Apple TV Plus, so many good shows. Servant, Morning Show, C. Servant's you know, great. Uh, the Raven's Banquet, Mythic Quest is supposed to be amazing. Oh, that's um, been recommended to me. And, eh? Like that couldn't be more me if it tried. So, and they've got uh, another, a few other Mythic other big In fact, it? didn't um, didn't. Um, uh, amazing stories drop like this it week, yeah, like without fanfare, yeah. and we didn't
1: get to review it. And yeah, it, 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 it was without fanfare. You Have know, you watched it? I haven't. No, it hasn't got the question reviews in America, has it not? No. Okay, so this is this um, is Spielberg's, isn't it? Yeah, but you know, it's what? a different. Yeah, it's, yeah. Spielberg's redo. And it, it just the, it's just appeared on yeah. Apple TV Plus. Yeah. Like, yeah. Okay, yeah. Um no, I mean, sorry I, for not reviewing that. Yeah, um, I do want to watch it. Yeah, I did go. I did um, actually. I can't talk about that. I saw an Apple TV. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I see. I'm saw another Apple TV show on every, which was also really. Good. Yeah, oh, okay. I can't talk about great, it. It's a great. Great story, boys. Yeah. There you go. That's I, annoying. I, I think I know what, like what it is. the second most annoying thing I've said this so far on uh, this live Does the title have one
0: word? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, know you, you know, yeah. I know what it is. I know what it is. I know what it is. What other ones? Uh, Wayward Pines. I really liked Wayward Pines. That was one did I banshee that? It's one of the ones where I either have bansheed it or I want to banshee it. I can't remember I mean, which.
1: that's the one I was going to banshee. Oh, is it? Yeah. All right, I fine. Mean, but so no, 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 no <laughs> let's wait. Let's wait. Let Boyd, Spoiler alert.
0: Boyd can banshee Wayward Pines. Was in. Uh, Jericho, I know we've bansheed that. That's another post-apocalyptic one. Um... You know, I could just list them: Walking yeah. Yeah, The Stand, All These Guys, The your Colony, favorite? The Hundred. Well, the whole, that was the that was Battlestar the Galactica. If we're getting right, into that, okay. but right. um, did you ever watch Outcasts with Hermione Norris?
1: Yeah, I did. Yeah, it was good. Well, I really wanted it, to... It was, got cancelled, well, didn't I'd say it? I so it was I good. It was, it was, a bit slow, wasn't mm. it? Let's face it. Mm. It was quite lavish. I remember that for its yeah. time. How long ago was it? It's not that long. Not i want to say it's like what five years? Maybe.
0: Did you watch the Last Ship with McSteamy? As, uh,
2: oh, yeah. as the captain oh, yes yes <laughs> <laughs> yes McSteamy at Sea
0: McSteamy at
1: Sea I watched the first yeah. episode yeah yeah yeah. and there's the 100 which has been going on for years I mean, yeah. it's, 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 it's still going isn't it is that that show kind of young adult yeah. I've watched. Yeah. I
0: watched I think five seasons of that like not kidding Fucking and then before hell. I bailed. Wow. but like what drew me in was like it's a teen show but it's one of those teen shows with edge like it's really violent yeah. and really sweary and you're like yeah. mm, this is good uh, <laughs> but it went off the rails a little bit oh, okay. like it, got, it okay. just gets a bit daft but uh, I'd enjoyed it up until that mm. point it's a lot better than I thought it would be Okay. but having said that I watched two years of the Vampire Diaries so maybe don't listen to anything I have to say Okay, I
1: mean, we've all we've all learned that. <laughs> yes,
2: you've all learned that. So,
0: have we answered that question, so. I, think, so. I, think, so. I think we so,
2: Pretty admirably. All
0: right. Well, we'll continue <laughs> that theme. I suspect in the banshee segment. Uh, in the meantime, if you have any questions you would like to hurl towards the podcast, please do so via Twitter and the art of DM at Pilot TV Mag. Thanks very much. Should we go on to news? Mm. Let's have some news. Um, one piece of news broke just up Because we recorded early last week, recorded on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. So we missed all the news. Yeah. Um, but the key thing that dropped, which was almost the day after, was that The Last of Us is giving, getting an HBO TV series. Now, do you, do you play, know The Last of Us? Do we...
2: Um, I used to have a boyfriend that did. So right. through association, I okay,
0: guess.
1: Okay, good. I'm aware of it, by the way. Yeah, me, so it, yeah.
0: it, it is... I think is one of the best video games ever made. It's an incredibly powerful emotional story. Uh, It's it's post-apocalyptic. In fact, Weirdly, it's not dissimilar to what's happening at the moment. Virus breaks out, although it's actually it's not a virus; isn't it? it's God, a fungus. It's a it's a fungus like a self like a, like a software oh, fungus, fungus again. I
2: don't think you're can... saying fungus enough.
0: Yeah. Fungal. It's a <laughs> go yeah, on. It's like a it's like a, a it, you know that fungus that gets into stop <laughs> saying fungus,
2: it's please really stop
3: weird. saying fungus. Ant. Ant.
0: You know that, that gets into ants and makes them go mad and like takes over yeah. their brains. You know it's that yeah. one, but it right. attacks humans right. and it makes them turn into zombies essentially. <laughs> and so you get Joel, who's an older guy, and Ellie, who's Girl, who's he's taken through the wilderness, and it's kind of their relationship, and it develops as it develops. But they're making a series of this. Uh, Neil Druckmann who was the the sort of creative lead on the game, he is in it, and Craig uh, Craig Mason, who did um, Chernobyl. Oh. Is involved as well, so actually, it's got good pedigree, and it's amazing. Have I mentioned that? So that's I'm, I'm could not be more excited about this game, and the sequel to this game, Last of Us Two, uh, is supposed to be coming out in May, coronavirus permitting. So you mm-hmm. know, guys, could be a coronavirus special. It yeah, could, it could, it could be. Yeah. But that's 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 exciting news. It was going to be a film for a long time, yeah. But it never happened, but an HBO series. I'm yeah. I mean, absolutely, that's
2: a nice way to play absolutely. it out. Absolutely. Um, something else that happened that we haven't mentioned is award-winning podcast. Oh,
0: my
1: God. Oh, that's right. <laughs> yes. That's right. I should have said... Won an award there. Thanks so much. Because we won that award, didn't we, before, after we recorded mm. the podcast as well. Yeah. Yeah. Wasn't this it the day of, actually? It was the yep. evening yeah. that we recorded the yeah, podcast. The oh, day that was. That was. <laughs> yes. On the award-winning Parlour TV podcast
0: this week. Uh, yes, indeed. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, like We won glitter. Best best Entertainment Podcast at the uh, Publisher Podcast Awards, which is very exciting. Uh, we got an award. I don't have it here. It's upstairs. But it's full of glitter.
1: And <laughs> we... Um, we James and I were there to. Sadly, you weren't there to to join us, and nor and nor was our leader um, Terry because she's mm. just had a baby. Um, but James and I had we had a photo taken of us holding the award by the official <laughs> photographer. I, I posted it. it's on my um, Instagram feed, and it, it it is one of the worst photos ever taken. <laughs> <laughs> like we look like. I look like I'm either pissed off... <laughs> you so, do someone, I had quite people out for yeah, the whole so thing. So I had various people <laughs> messaging me saying, what, what, like, you know, are you smiling inside? <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm sure I smile at some point. I you, are still, you? It's the first time i first time i fucking won anything, honestly, oh, prof- as a professional. Yeah. You know. Um, James looks kind of like nonplussed as ever. But I think it's <laughs> yeah. because
0: they took like 15 pictures yeah. over the course of maybe like 20 seconds. it was. T- I think that was from was toward the end when you're like still straining. Yeah. like, yeah. I'm still yeah. holding your smile. Yeah. Can I go now? <laughs> what in maybe <laughs> what
1: you know. realise is there's a reason why big celebrity stars insist on picture approval because you know because <laughs> you would not approve that miserable twat <laughs> oh. and I was very happy at yeah. that moment but it didn't come across in the picture oh, right. yeah
0: but no it's, it's a lovely award it is full of glitter and Chris Hewitt's tears so that's uh, <laughs> which is lovely
1: which is lovely except of course he didn't enter Empire did he <laughs> that's not <you> know, that. <laughs>
2: yeah. um, no, it not that it
1: was a proud moment it was it was fun really pleased. It, was, it was a giggle yeah. so that was nice good time and at least I would say you know like a, a, some, a quarter of the award is down to you yeah. so like you yeah. the, I don't know the, I mean not quite corner. a Glitter. quarter
2: we're going to say like maybe a, uh, like I an mean, eighth let's or not, yeah, let's Just not get like a little bit you yeah. should break it up like in the end of Mean Girls exactly. and yeah, we'll throw it out to
0: everyone
2: so that's something that's uh,
0: something that's something I
2: mean you you forgot so at least oh, I uh, forgot, yeah. it forgot, up.
0: it's yeah. our modesty it prohibits the
2: talking <laughs> um, something that ties in quite nicely to the ongoing debate although frankly I'm quite scared to bring it up given your <laughs> outburst Sorry. earlier I know boys but on
0: rage mode <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> but BBC3 might be coming back to telly after yes. like a 4-year hiatus now it doesn't help you I'm not saying I'm not saying it's because of the documentary I was in <laughs> that broadcast last week yeah <laughs> I mean, it did come it's out totally that night. Down, four yeah, days later, yeah. the announcement probably comes that we need to come back on broadcast. But I'm so glad but... you brought
1: that up because that's part of the what I'm talking about. Part of the, the part of the reason why they're thinking about that is because there's still a validity to linear channels. And when BBC Three became a not a thing, like an amorphous entity, pretty much, <laughs> you know, not, it's not even Netflix because it's like because Netflix is a thing you go to it and it's just Netflix. BBC Three is kind of it's iPlayer, it's YouTube, it's all over the shop, you know. It's just a digital entity in various different guises and of course you know it's, it's done some brilliant stuff there's some brilliant shows this country is a BBC3 show your mm. show right <laughs> but I
2: thought you were going to say my documentary but why that's not? fine no, no, your show your
1: documentary <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. This, you country this country also is also your show I, I mean my you my have show. invented this country <laughs> <laughs>
0: I mean both it is Beth's family that's yeah. <laughs> we've uh, some family. of the best
1: stuff on TV but it, why not have it on a fucking channel so you can just go and watch it you know like, like you watch normal channels so yeah I think I think it's a it's good, good point. They I mean, back. you yeah. are being an elitist TV owner, as you say <laughs> this,
0: for sure. <short laughs> but, you know... <laughs>
2: I mean, my grands couldn't watch me and probably still haven't. So that's, right. it's nice for kind of the older for generation. Like. <laughs>
0: because of the pixels or? So.
2: <laughs> yes.
1: Steady. Yes.
2: Yeah. No, but it would be nice. Yeah, I would really like my grand to watch Fleabag. So I think <laughs> that would be uh, what I <laughs> introduced her to. of yeah, you could just a, watch, a
1: watch Fleabag on, on a loop. Just put it up on a loop. Yeah. I watched the opening episode of Fleabag of season two again this week for professional reasons. Such a good episode. And it still holds yeah. up as one of the greatest 20-whatever minutes of TV in, in history. It's so brilliant. Oh my God, they've yeah. been it's the miscarriage. And better and better. I'm just hearing yeah, about it. Now. About it gets better and better.
0: It's
2: mm. incredible.
0: Anyway,
1: just saying. Wicked. So here's some pri- some surprising news. Netflix
0: have are doing a third season of Lost in Space. Yes, and it's going to yes. be the last. It's going to be the last. It's but they yes. are doing another one. And Given yeah. that they didn't even attempt to tell anyone about season two, yeah. I kind
1: of assumed that this was a done deal that they were just finished with it. But yeah. apparently not. It's weird, but it still did well. I, I, I think I mentioned this theory a couple of weeks ago that there are certain shows they know have now got such a big fan base. So they don't need will, to publish. They don't need to publicise yeah. So it's not, so it's not neglect f- so much no, as... No, this it's is like, fine. It's fine, exactly. Yeah. It's audiences okay. there. It's like, it's like the base for politicians. It's like Donald Trump's base will come out and support him wherever the yeah. fuck he does. <laughs> Lost in Space's base will come and watch it no matter what the fuck <laughs> Netflix does. So they don't need to spend no. money publicising no. it or yeah. let us see it, for no. example. No, no that exactly. pisses
2: me off. Anytime I hear a show like that getting we for a third season, I think about shows like The OA or shows like T-Quinberg Oh, wow. That they yeah. just act in their and prime, they, and I'm just make like a very
0: good point. But yeah. then I imagine, I, I mean, I, c- I can assume that Lost in Space probably has a greater reach than the OA, even if it's nowhere near as good. Oh, 100%. Um, yeah, yeah. And I know. It makes they're probably it. Just budget-wise so- wise on a par, aren't they? So. Yeah. yeah, yeah, oh, well. yeah. Kingsley Benadire is in uh, is in um, High Fidelity. Oh really? Yeah. Have you, oh, we yeah. wouldn't know
2: because we haven't seen it. No, I, I know seen it you yet.
1: didn't get to go to America, and still, <laughs> and you <laughs> won't now. We um, still have. Got, I still know news of any no, Shain, that. No, really annoying. They need to sort that out
2: in like a subsection where I'm just like Boyd. When is the show coming out? <laughs> Boyd, yeah. when is Dev's coming out for yes. us? Ah,
1: another Devs, good point. I can tell you, will be on BBC Two within a month or so. See, oh is, really? This is Alex Garland's yeah, series. Alex Garland it's a show, mini yeah. series, isn't it? Rather yeah, it's a limited series supposedly, but it fantastic. Yeah, with Nick Offerman,
2: Alex Garden and Nick Offerman it. Yeah, that's, that's a collab I did not absolutely. see coming, but I'm absolutely
0: yeah. here for. Yeah, that will be along quite soon. I yeah. must admit, when I saw Thanks Devs, mate. I just assumed it was like an American
1: remake of the IT crowd. But Well, they tried not.
2: that and it failed, so <laughs> well. good luck this country. Yeah.
1: yeah. Um, all, talking of when stuff is on, Sky revealed that they're showing... I, this is the most highly anticipated show of the year for me. I know what you're going to say. Gonna say yeah, yeah. I am very predictable. The Undoing. Starring Nicole Kidman and Hugh Grant. Mm. And Donald Sutherland.
2: This isn't what I thought, so this is good. Well, in that case,
1: so The Undoing is the new limited series starring those people. It's um, directed by Suzanne Bier of, you know, yes, Bird Box... After the wedding, I, I love Bird after. Box. I love after he the wedding. Love yeah. Susan Beer stuff. She's brilliant. Written by David E. Kelly of Big Little Lies, etc. I love him too. You've got the dream cast. You've got the dream director, the dream writer, and the whole idea of it of this um, that Nicole Kidman plays this therapist with devoted husband played by uh, Hugh Grant. Then there's a violent death. The husband goes missing. So it's like crime with those people. Yeah, the team that kind of worked on Big Little Lies really. I mean, what more could you want? It's, so it's, it's, I'm so excited about it. And the trailer was fantastic, by the way. Mm.
2: I thought you were going to say the one that you mentioned a few weeks ago with Jude Law, where part of it's oh, going that. to take place yeah, on the island. Because the trailer day. came out for yes. that this week, and it's yeah, amazing. It did. You're right.
1: That looks amazing as well. Yeah. But and, and anyway, the date for, the, so that's going to be along, I think, um, end of, beginning of May. And this is, um, this HBO show, The Undoing, is going to be on Sky Atlantic on the 18th of May. Put it in your diary. <laughs> mm. But both of those are incredibly exciting. Yeah, they're yeah. both the most exciting thing I'm, I'm excited about. Amazing. In excitement, have you used the word excited? <laughs> Enough. Yes. By the way, news is pretty much we do say the word exciting. I, 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 do we? Yeah. I mean, better that than fungus. Um, yeah, so no. gonna I was just going to say that. But I do feel sorry for listeners who have to endure saying everything is exciting that we mention in news. But yeah.
3: Just I guess well, it's part of the What? We wouldn't talk about right <laughs> yeah.
0: um, Speaking of exciting things, we saw our first image of Stormfront. Do you see this from The Boys season two? This is Aya Cash's character. No, I didn't. Uh, And I'm down for this mainly because I loved The Boys season one, but also I'm a big fan of Aya Cash. Did you ever watch You're the Worst? Yes. Yeah. Really. really enjoyed you're the worst i thought she was great in it weirdly though i never watched the vinyl season but i watched the rest of it um but i thought she was brilliant in it so i'm i'm very excited that she's in this and eric kripke put up a a tweet or an instagram post or some form of young person's social media thing and uh and it was just like it was like you are not ready for no you are so not fucking ready for stormfront Mm -hmm. so apparently we are not the fucking is key though the fucking is key Mm -hmm. yes we're not fucking ready for stormfront so you know good
1: um, one of the things that I, I kept to news, which I could have said I watched earlier, because i would be saying it every week, is Inside Number Nine. So the last episode was on a Monday. You, was, you, this is actually yeah. yeah. like an this. ongoing, really running Inside this. Number Nine Yeah, giving, 100%. Yeah. But there is proper news, because they announced, as soon as the um, sixth and final episode of this series aired, which was another brilliant episode, absolutely loved it it, it, it started off as a kind of line of duty police thing and then turned into something else. Um... Not only a fifth series, not only a sixth series has been commissioned, but a seventh as well. Two more series Wowza. have been commissioned by the BBC. Every, people slug off the BBC, but they know what they're doing. They know they've got an absolute brilliant thing on their hands with Inside Number Nine. And they let they pretty much let, you know, Steve Pemberton, Reece Smith, and the producer mm. do what they want to do with it. And two more series of that is fucking brilliant. It's such a good thing. Yeah, okay, so that's good. That's good. Um, Falcon and the Winter Soldier has fallen foul of the coronavirus hasn't everything though
0: everything pretty much has. but that, that's kind of a big one okay. isn't it like, yeah, shut down that, a shame so.
2: oh who got added to Loki this week that was great Richard e. Grant yeah yes. Yes. Richard,
0: Richard e. Grant being added to anything is good yes I agree just a
2: little beam of sunlight in this mm, horrible week yeah. I think it's Richard yeah. e. Grant joining the Loki
0: and he, we were saying this in the Empire podcast he looks like an older Loki mm. like that blows my mind yeah, exactly. slightly yeah. like, can you imagine yeah I don't know
2: that's exciting.
0: See what happens. There's lots of uh, dimension hopping in that. So we'll see. In fact, didn't they? They've also, there's a date for Marvel, the MCU's sort of What If series, which is coming to Disney. Plus. That's coming. Uh, they've set a 2021, summer 2021 release for What If. Brilliant. So, yeah, I'll put that know. in my diary. Yeah. I sent Sarcasm Boyd well, I mean, you know. Are you not excited about What If at all? I uh, don't really know what it is now. Okay, so it's based on kind of the What If comics where they I take don't know what a. they are.
3: <laughs> This <laughs> is like trying to explain reality to TV to me, isn't it?
0: Yeah. Um, no, so, so they take sort of a key thing in uh, in the Marvel Universe and they change it. So it will be like, what if, you know, Captain America was. Like, I think it was, what if um, uh, what if Peggy Carter was actually Captain America? Do you know, I think that's one of them. Oh, so it's be, oh, it's a key thing. Like, and it's, it's animated, but with the voice talent. Oh, okay. So And some of it looks crazy. There were zombies in it and all sorts of things. So I saw some of it at, uh, at D23. But
1: that um, whole um, uh, DC Comics. Um, uh, event yes, yes. Arrowverse thing. Crisis on Infinite Right, right Exactly yeah. is is arriving in this country. By the way, hasn't um, it already arrived in this country? No, no, it arrives um, in about two and a half weeks' time. I've just seen it on the schedules. But am I right in saying it? No, because hang on, hang on, hang on. But some of these shows are already showing here. Oh, it's a big delay. No, they so it's the, all the shows have been on hiatus. The Sky are bat are, are behind. or a bit behind. Yeah. and Now they've waited and and but have thing, they
0: well, got the rights to Batgirl now? Because the whole problem was that Batgirl is part of Crisis on Infinite Earth and so no one was showing back girl over here so you couldn't
1: watch the whole thing I don't know I do know that all those other shows are they're showing those episodes of all those shows because this feels like a crisis on infinite earth so. yeah, yeah it does mm. Yeah, but they will all be on Sky right. in a couple of times good I don't watch the Arrowverse so I don't care but uh, you know that's yeah. good for people to do and finally, Uma Thurman is um, doing an Apple TV Plus show. Do you see this? Yes, which will probably drop mid-week without any warning. Yeah, <laughs> suspicion. This sounds good as well. It's based on the Israeli show Force Flag, and Thurman plays a high-powered New York businesswoman whose adult son is abducted from a hotel. Mm. And there are lots of people in the hotel who are the suspects.
2: Oh shit! So. Mm. Why do you think that. people aren't watching Apple TV?
0: We don't know if they're not. No, we don't know. They might have massive penetration. It's not getting, I think it's anecdotally, like, I guess. It's
1: not getting the kind of um, get, heat yeah. that, like Netflix shows get. But I think that's, because it is in its infancy. It's, it's new. And, they're and, fair, and they seem fairly relaxed about the whole yeah, thing. Yeah, I mean, yeah, no, this is the, the richest company in the world, yeah. isn't it, still? I don't think they need it. Really no, this need isn't their it. main revenue yeah, generation. Not, so. I don't think, but, you know, I think they're still doing really interesting stuff. Yeah. Well, I, yeah, I,
2: I, I'm just not seeing from within my job yeah. the same heat, as you say, the same spike of interest as you do with like Netflix shows. I think
1: it's the same amazon
0: prime still yeah know, after all this time mm, but the difference i would almost say is and even though picard which is awesome in like amazon prime is that like for for the level of quality that apple tv plus has mm. not enough people are watching it or talking about it because the quality oh, yeah. is extraordinary oh yeah. yeah 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 well
2: that's what i mean yeah. Yeah. I yeah. it, but the I just... morning
1: show is another show that stopped production I just, I just, oh, yeah, oh, really? two, which, right. which yeah. we all yeah. really yeah. loved didn't we yeah. but again that was a show that i think if you just watched the first episode yeah you wouldn't get to how brilliant it became you know, halfway through that series. Mm. And I love that series. very, very good.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm. And Disney Plus launches next week, which I guess we will be getting into on the next podcast. Oh, we
1: bloody so, well, yeah. We mm. can actually review The Mandalorian. Yes. This is the way. Yeah. Um Is that it for news? I think we Are so. done with news? Yeah. I think so. We are let's done not, let's not spin with out. news. Boyd,
0: when this turns off, let me know, because it will. <laughs> um, I may ma- not notice. Well, there's a maximum, there's an hour maximum. <laughs> so I know, I, I know, but I may yeah. not notice. i have to look at my computer I'll start that up again. Okay. Fine. Shall we move on now to this week's reviews? Yes. Uh, First up this week, even though it aired you know, already. I mean, yesterday, <laughs> all right. Is, is, and I'm not, not saying just, it's
1: Boyd's fault, except let me, it's absolutely Boyd's fault. Let me say full. this. If you're going to insist we record the podcast on a fucking Wednesday, then <laughs> the schedule's only come through that day and then Belgravia arrived yeah. after we have done the podcast. Yeah. It's on the Sunday. So it's on, as this goes out on Monday, well, apart from now, so this works for <laughs> the live streaming, doesn't yeah, it? For the live streaming, this works yeah, brilliantly. You haven't is seen this. This a proper review because it yeah. starts on Sunday, but for everyone else listening on Monday, yeah. it would have started the day before. Yeah. It's not my fault, your fault. <laughs> sure. Bloody well, is.
2: Does that mean we technically didn't have to watch this? No, we were... no, no,
1: no, it no. doesn't. It's, it's probably review no, it material. Yeah. It's a major TV event, though. Yeah, I know it is. Yeah. Doesn't mean
0: it's good. So, Whoa. first up this week. <laughs> oh, spoiler. First up this week in uh, the Fellows Fest is Belgravia, otherwise known as Downton Abbey 2. Uh, <laughs> and this series, you'll be surprised to hear, looks at the class divide in 19th century <laughs> England, specifically around the posh London enclave of Belgravia. And and the merchant-class trenched families brush with aristocracy thanks to the existence of, gasp, an illegitimate grandchild. Oh, it's all going on. Uh, Tamsin Greg, Philip Glenister, Alice Eve, and Ella Purnell star in this, among a great many other people, in what is essentially another posh soap opera, much like Downton. Beth, (laughs) is he a jolly good fellow for making this one?
2: That poem was better than the whole of that show that I've seen so far. No, it was not...
0: Uh, Where's was, the love, Beth? Uh, Where's the love?
2: It's not first here. All,
0: okay, first of all, let's 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 lay the groundwork. What are your feelings about Downton Abbey?
2: Downton Abbey, I enjoyed, okay. and it was groundbreaking okay. for the time, and the characters were very plausible and lovable, and and people obviously adored the show, which is why this whole fucking things come into fruition in the first <laughs> place. But
1: this whole fucking thing. Brilliant.
2: When I saw Tamsin Greg for the first time, I was mm. really excited. I mm. love Tamsin Gregg. She's and great. I was like, great, she can bring kind of this spiky, dry wit to this. I love her body of work. And I was like, great, we're going to get a bit of a period edge. Period dramas are going in an interesting direction anyway. We're getting kind of punk period dramas on the big screen at the mm. moment. And I was like, great, we're in for some kind of dark, witty fun. But it's just... Pishy poshy,
0: pishy poshy, pishy poshy, and that's my that's professional
2: take. Pishy poshy period <laughs> drama. Um, pishy quote. That's just <laughs> just shoved into where Downton Abbey was. That's what they've done. Like it's just so transparent in its intentions, and it is just to step in where Downton Abbey isn't anymore. And I just thought it was completely unnecessary. A completely unnecessary <laughs> show.
1: Wow. Yeah. Um, I thought it was. I think there's a really interesting narr- um, narrative device in it so I think I mean it is so as you've as you've alluded to it's literally Downton Abbey a century earlier effectively yeah. in the in the 19th century in the 1850s um, and there's an upstairs with the posh rich people having big dinners and there's the downstairs with all the people who made the big dinner and to serve the posh people but that only really a- happens halfway through the first half of the first episode is set 26 years previously Could I say I need Tams and
0: Greg's skincare really right on, because <laughs> now, she well, has a 26 year Time well, jump and changes in no way.
1: No one changes. In <laughs> no, any it's, way. it's Which extraordinary. Which is a very interesting And it's and not like
0: five years later, this no. is a quarter of a century. It's, it's incredible.
1: Same. It is incredible how that. And there's another thing recently with the big time jump, I remember, where everyone involved explained they weren't going to do that makeup thing of aging up, aging them all up because, you know, it always looks a bit cheesy. So and I then have to do it for the rest of the show. Yeah. But it's such a funny I laughed out loud when he was like, six years later. Oh, okay. What? And so I, but that worked for me. I thought it was Clever from, from Julian Fellows. I think he, he is brilliant, right, at establishing characters, giving, giving making you know what these characters are about within about 30 seconds of meeting them. And what he does in this show, which is, you know makes it feel slightly different to Downton at least to start with is show this what happens with the outbreak of the Napoleonic Wars or a bit of the Napoleonic Wars and then you meet them at this crisis point and there's big dramatic important things happen within the family that are the centre of the whole thing and then the time jump happens and that is different, that was different from Downton Abbey from then on it is Downton Abbey so I'm like I'm slightly in two minds because I enjoyed that narrative trick that narrative that was interesting and bold literally incredibly bold especially because you're not ageing they all look exactly the same as they did 26 Years later. But it does give you an emotional basis for the characters and for the story. So I was kind of invested in them I like I, you know I thought they were interesting and I love the fact that Tamsin Greg's on screen Friday night dinner husband Paul Ritter is downstairs as one <laughs> of the butlers that was good but I have to say will I carry on watching it I'm not desperate to carry on watching it even though I did kind of enjoy it a lot yeah. more than Beth I think
2: but the, that's the thing I think mean, you've already seen it all before you yeah. don't need to keep watching it because you've seen every yeah. single scene in that yeah. show before somewhere I mean, yeah. else and I'm just I'm craving something new with a period of drama yeah. it's just pandering very much much to mm. that audience and giving them exactly well, what they want. Yeah. And I'm not one of those people. Well
1: yeah, you're right. Apart from the twenty six years later device. If, same- maybe if they skip forward twenty six years every episode, then it's gonna be amazing. <laughs> Imagine if they did that <laughs> that would be different.
2: Like them in the afterlife, Yeah, and Greg is a ghost. Yeah. That I'd watch. Yeah.
0: Um no What I did find quite weird about this is I assumed that there would be a real sort of upstairs downstairs thing, which is what worked so well about Downton Abbey. And the thing about Downton, and I love Downton, uh, is that the downstairs was always, I think, the more compelling stuff. Like it was a downstairs, it was all about the people in the kitchens, downstairs, behind the stairs, all that stuff. Like the upstairs were, they were quite funny, but they were just idiotic, bumbling posh people. Uh, And I think that was part of the fun of it. The thing with this is it is 30 nine minutes into the first episode that you see any of the servants doing anything where they have a dinner. And even then, it didn't work for me. Like, it feels like utterly faceless servants, none of whom I don't believe were introduced by name, and they didn't really stand out. You know, it just wasn't really... It felt like that was there as a sort of pro-forma inclusion, and it didn't need to be there. And I think this... It's less upstairs, downstairs. It's a more subtle look at, you know, proper society aristocracy versus the kind of like middle class, which is the Trenchard family. Mm. And it's really the division there and how this sort of child links them together. Um, but, I mean, yeah, there's familiar pizza. There's a dowager Duchess of Richmond. And it's like, yeah, of course there is. And there's a sort of pointed glares over over sort of China cups. But, the Countess
1: um, of Brockenhurst.
0: Oh, there's one of those as played well. Played by the yeah. Grey Harriet Walter. Yeah. She was the best thing in it. Uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, there's a lot of sharp tongues in this. Yeah. And maybe, through this I was like God it must have been exhausting to live like this where (laughs) reputation is everything and the scandal and oh my God and you're just like oh for fuck's sake (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, but yeah it just, I, I think I'm, I'm with you a little bit like, I enjoyed this in the way that I quite enjoyed Downton but for me this was sub-Downton like it mm. was nowhere near as good or compelling the characters weren't as interesting right. they weren't as you know charismatic you know and also like the Downton, I mean, there's so much
1: texture to the different yeah. characters so much variety to right. it and there just isn't that here and- I actually I, yeah, I agree with you I think Downton was more fun Remember, Very yeah. much. this so. is trying to be Very slightly so. I mean it, it, literally darker the, the downstairs scenes are so dark they recognise Paul fucking Ritter <laughs> is that poor Ritter in the dark yes it is obviously it was dark in the 1850s I'm sure but you know but remember how like Downton had Maggie fucking Smith yeah and Hugh fucking Bonneville who are brilliant comedic performers and in this I'm like they're not quite also had Mr Carson I mean right it does matter those things you know that those it's you know those those slight casting decisions matter I think Harriet Walter like, for me is like she's saving mm. it just about but she, even she's not Maggie Smith and that's partly in the writing and partly in the, in, in the casting yeah it's not as much fun but
0: it's airs inheritance in, and inheritances again and you know you got John Lund's similarly bouncy score which is almost interchangeable with the Downton oh, gotcha. one. gotcha um, so I feel a bit like you know if people are pining for Downton and really miss it maybe this will help mm. scratch that itch a bit but I also feel like it's not the most essential Mm, so not at all no it isn't well anyway Belgravia does air on ITV on Sunday March the 15th at 9pm which if you're listening on our usual spot on Monday (laughs) it was yesterday so I hope you enjoyed it Um, (laughs) next up on the Fellows hit list is The English Game Uh, this one takes a look at the origins of modern football in England it's a six part series on Netflix and begins with old Etonians and factory workers facing off against each other on the pitch uh, and reaching across the class divide See, there's a thing there. To bring the beautiful game to the masses. Now, Boyd,
1: was this a hit or can Julian shove it up his arsenal? Oh, Woo! round of applause
2: well done well, well done. done this episode
1: this is the Julian Fellows there are you know you wait for one Julian Fellows period drama to come along and two come along at once so obviously this is the one you should be getting on board yeah. because I. I so for, this is the dream project for me because I obviously I'm interested in football yes um, I do like Julian Fellows stuff I really like Downton and this is Downton meets football and he's kind of ongoing fascination with class, the class divide. Mm. and You know, you have to say he's a Tory remember, he's he's literally a Tory lord, you know. But he's more interested in the working classes and the exploitation by the middle and upper classes than any writer I can think of, any other, certainly TV writer. Mm. It's quite incredible and in this, more than anything, is about how class was at the root of the creation of professional football in England. It's so interesting. I didn't know, I have to say, I hold up my hands, you know, I know about the history of Arsenal (laughs) because I support Arsenal, but I know I idea this is what happened in the creation of all and it's all factually true so um, Edward Holcroft handsome Edward Holcroft from the Kingdom of Films and London Spire plays um, Arthur Kinnaird the posh um, Eton footballer real figure, a real historical figure. Magnificent beard. Magnificent beard. Oh, the beard. They actually played football with those magnificent beards, by the <laughs> way. I, I, so, full disclosure, I hosted the launch of this show and I interviewed all of them right, about right, it. Right, So, but there you go. But I watched it first and loved it first. Um, then um, you've got um, uh, Fergus Souter, who is like the Glasgow working class mm. figure. And and so these are real I like footballers. Yeah. Mm. Um, uh, played by Kevin Guthrie, who started out as a professional footballer. Did he? So he oh, can seriously? Ratch- yeah. So you can actually, well, sorry, as a footballer. I don't think he can get that far, but he can actually play football. So they learn to play football properly, by the way. It's not CGI. They're properly playing football. Um, <laughs> I, mean, I love the way you said so that. In weird. the same way, like Tom Cruise learned to fly a... <laughs> fighter pilot these people learn to play (laughs) football it's hard honestly to do convincing footballing in in TV I can give you countless examples of incredibly unconvincing football I mean it all looks the same to me so (laughs) So there's that thing that the the football works but just the whole story is extraordinary that this massive class conflict literally a a factory based team versus an Eaton based Mm. posh boy team um, uh, um, and and that was at the root of and this conflict between them was at the root of creating the professional game it's so interesting and at the same time as all this is going on, this kind of historical lesson, it's really compelling. The characters and their private lives are much more compelling than Belgravia. So it's got that element. The classic yeah. Julian fellows, you know, there's illegitimate babies again, and there's um, there's people falling, there's illicit affairs, and there's, there's the female characters are interesting because they're really the moral, like the- they're the moral voice of it. So yeah. the females, or there's two in particular who are telling the men, reminding the men, don't be fucking immoral lousy. I enjoyed that, yeah. and that was really interesting. So. I loved it way more than Belgravia, and I really, really enjoyed it. Beth?
2: Yes. I mean, it didn't take much for me to like (laughs) anything more than I like Belgravia, but I did enjoy this. It warmed up on me a little bit. I find... The the character introduction is quite overwhelming with his show. So I was a bit like, Oh, this and this person and it's all That's at once lot, it's yeah. quite it's yeah. quite thrifty in, in getting the ball rolling there. But um it's everything I like about football And I hate the politics of football, I hate the money, I obviously hate all the like right systematic racism and homophobia and things but what i really like is about kind of the roots and people pitching in together like i used to work at um dean's court the bournemouth football grounds. Oh, really? so i used to work giving out hot dogs and things on at uh, halftime and um, oh, i used life. to really <laughs> i used to really like delight in the camaraderie and, and people coming down and you know making compromises and doing things so that they could come down together and share in this form of yeah. entertainment yeah. I guess in this sport and I think he captures that really yeah, really does, well yeah. here there's an instance in the first episode where um, a lot of the workers kind of forego some of their wages or they give some of their wages so that the lads can play the posh mm. boys it's people in
0: the, in, the, in the town isn't it they all, yeah. they all yeah. essentially
1: set up the first rip-off club membership <laughs> wherever <laughs> it's has to pay to watch the football. Yeah, I was like, yeah. Mm, yeah okay. but that parallel, you're absolutely right, that parallel with, he's definitely, you know, quite subtly, I think, commenting on how the, how football has become this incredibly exploitative, huge, big business thing. Yeah, yeah, definitely.
2: Incredibly corporate and it comes down to them kind of pitching in together and then going down as a as a unit and kind of supporting each other and seeing that common theme and, and I was fascinated by the, how they kind of work out strategy within mm. football because that's something that's really interesting to me but um, how they, with the working class team they're like no you need to go wide because essentially otherwise it's just a bunch of fucking guys chasing a ball <laughs> Completely, yeah. um, but they're, they're the ones that kind of come up with these strategies to use the space that's what he says it's like yeah. football is about space it's about using space and so kind of seeing how that evolves is really interesting to me so it was kind of coming down to the fundamentals and the origins of football that I really liked I think it was very well cast I liked that the female characters were as we say the moral backbone and came through and said you're, you're being ridiculous and pompous and we don't respect you essentially which was pretty thrilling yeah. um, for that period um, so yeah I was a big fan and then also Craig Parkinson's beard was out of this world Craig Park- wow.
1: has real he beard envy even, even outdoes Ed Holcroft's beard mm. right. good
2: lord Incredible. I want to see some GQ like Esquire yeah. articles as to how to maintain I might try and grow one just so I can <laughs> try and if I, I grow one, I, I just look like
1: a rabbi it's not as different for
2: me. why are you saying that it's a bad oh, I'm thing against rabbis,
1: I don't particularly want to look like a rabbi I don't want people mistaking me for a rabbi I just I you know. uh, have no judaic wisdom to impart. Let me just make that clear. Oh, but, that's yeah. not true. But you're so right about the formation thing. I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah it's, the, it's partly about how the way of playing football changed. These guys mm. changed the way football was played. And it's so interesting. They literally just used to rush. They used to run, run, and they'd kind of find Chase the ball. The fucking yeah, ball. Yeah, it was incredibly yeah. basic, and these, and then they turned it into a sophisticated thing that is today. I, I like the idea that <laughs> Julian Fellows did like an up pitch-down pitch
0: series. I think that's kind of an interesting. Yeah, I see, I didn't want to watch this. I expected to hate it. I was almost furious that you made me watch this. I because it's not like I don't enjoy football. I, I have a, a kind of a weird visceral hatred of football. And th- weirdly, there's a quote in this that perfectly summed it up. So there's a bit where 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 she turned there in bed and she turns to her husband and she said, Alfred, you're a decent man, but this game brings out the worst in you. Yeah, And I, that yeah. is my whole issue with football. I don't have a problem with it as a sport. And people It turns otherwise nice people into twats.
2: No, they're just twats underneath, I think.
0: Pats, kind of. pats, just yeah, just I do think, You know, even like people I know, Chris, you know, it brings, <laughs> uh,
3: no, but it brings out
0: the worst in people. Like they become really sort of like sort of venomous. and it's, 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 I just, I don't like the whole culture around it. So I think that's, right. I guess, what bugs me about it. So I didn't really want to watch this. That said, you're absolutely right. It was far more compelling than Belgra- Belgravia. Um I like that idea as well. Like, you know, they were spreading out and they were passing the ball and doing things like that. Mm. And I, and I like the fact that, you know, there was that sense that uh, that they talk about it as a game for gentlemen, but the hypocrisy and then essentially not cheating, but really kind of gaming oh, the game. Pretty I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah. You know, to win. Like, there was a lot going on there and I really enjoyed mm. the, the, the community aspect of it. And it gave me, I think, an appreciation for football, which people have tried to explain to me in the past and I've never really got, which <laughs> is that, that it's not about, you know... It's not about necessarily the game itself. It's not even about the tribalism, which is the part that I hate. It's about the kind of, it brings communities together. It brings families together. It brings fathers and sons together, you know, in the sort of ages past when men were sort of emotionally demented and couldn't, like, express their feelings. like sons and fathers would bond over football because Mm -hmm. they couldn't talk about feelings because it was, anyway. But do you know what I mean? And, And there's elements of that in this. And you start to see that this game is so important to this community and what it means to them. And, you know, not a one of them. Gets paralytically drunk and glasses anyone, and maybe that comes in a later episode. But you know, so so yeah, it's 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 really good stuff. It's only six parts, isn't it? Yep. So I'm yep. I'm I'm not saying I'm going to watch the rest of it, but certainly I'm not ruling it out, and that's the most you can hope for. <laughs> that is a triumph.
1: Yeah. yeah. I've watched the first two episodes, and it it it's it, the political stuff is so interesting. Yeah. yeah. Like, and it's you a know, slice
0: this... of the era. Like yeah. it's really, it really interesting is. looking at the
1: factory and yeah. the guild yeah. and the yeah. wages and how you know how yeah. the struggles. There. There's yeah. there's a lot more going yeah. on here, and I think it's interesting because you fellows isn't a massive football fan himself so he he, he his sons a huge football yeah. fan and um, so it was more it was more the class ellenovi that yeah. were interested yeah. him yeah. and you can yeah. see that from the show yeah that's good stuff right so that is the english game this drops on netflix on friday march
0: the 20th Finally, this week we have Feel Good, in which stand-up comedian Mae Martin stars as a stand-up comedian called Mae. Stretch this one, uh, who starts a relationship with Charlotte Ritchie's George while trying to balance recovering from drug addiction. Uh, and despite this, that synopsis, this is a lot more fun than it sounds. Or is it Beth? <laughs>
2: Yes. Yes. Uh, I watched this pilot twice because I enjoyed it so much. Um, I think I don't like a lot of stand-up comedy and I certainly struggle with the very self-serving idea of stand-up comedians using their careers as stand-up comedians to make a living, which a lot of them have. Who would make
0: a TV series about that, eh, Boyd? No, I mean, ridiculous idea.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But this was just a launching pad to talk about drug addiction and grappling with your identity and coming to terms with being gay, which is what Charlotte Ritchie's character is doing in this. So it starts off with her coming along to one of May Martin's uh, stand-up performances. They get along. Um, it, it Again, thrifty storytelling. I'm really into how quick it was. I could have mm-hmm. used that with Mrs. Um, the Catherine, Mrs. Fletcher last yeah. week. Could have done with that kind of... I was like, oh, this is moving quickly and I'm, I like this. This is holding my attention span. So they meet and they fall in love very quickly and Charlotte Ritchie moves in with May Martin and it's a about how quickly their relationship develops. And then um, May Martin's mum, who's played by Lisa Kudrow. Yes. Um, oh. so the classic oh.
0: Kudrow head wobbles that she does. Her <laughs> head movements are a thing of legend.
2: They truly, yeah. truly are. Um, she kind of drops the bomb that May is a former drug addict and um, that's when, obviously, they have to start navigating through being very honest with each other, the bubble pops that inevitably comes at the beginning of any relationship and they have to kind of work out how that works. And it's so sweet and funny and beautifully written, I think. There's a gorgeous little um, sequence in Ikea, which is very cute (laughs) and... pure and I like the supporting cast. You've got um, Al Roberts. He is one of my favourite things in Staffler's Flats and he's in this called uh, he's a character called Jared um, and he has this great line in it like can you hold that thought I'm just going to go and get my Tupperware from the cloakroom, (laughs) which just tickled me. Uh, So he's in it. We've got um, Ophelia Loverbond as well who I I really really like Um, I just think it was really beautifully shot
1: Isn't she called Binky? Yes. Yes.
2: She's the worst, but in the best way. Uh, I thought this was an absolute delight. I loved it. And I'm going to watch all of it.
0: Go on, Boyd. Throw throw a curveball and come out with violent
1: hatred. No, no, yes, um, no. I completely I agree. I like it
2: when Boyd and I go
1: on. Yeah, it's fantastic. It's um, watching show, well, for lots of interesting things about this. First of all, I was at a thing last night that I can't say what it was. Like kind of industry thing. <laughs> I love the way you have to. It and there were loads of um, comedy people there, um, like people who make um, comedy programs. And I got into this discussion with some of them about um, uh, the fact that the whole trend these days is for comedy drama. Right? They were saying, you know, they were irritated by the fact that if you do a comedy that's just about jokes and trying to be funny, it's considered a lesser form than the comedy drama which you know this channel 4 is calling this a comedy drama this mm. is why i mentioned this and i don't think may martin Um, You know, sat down with her her best mate Joe Hampson, who she wrote it with, and went, "Oh, let's create a comedy drama." I think they're creating a comedy, albeit about someone with addiction issues. Yeah. And but it's flat out funny. Yeah. All the way through, and when it's dramatic and emotional, it's dramatic and emotional. And my and I said this to these these people last night. I was like, "Well, for me, like, I don't think viewers care if it's if something a comedy is quite dramatic and powerful and emotional and isn't gag gag gag. They still know kind of underneath it, it's a comedy. This is what Roisin Connolly said, which was on this very podcast. She made that exact point exactly and I was partly thinking of Game Face I'm also thinking of This Way Up Ashley B's one which is even mm. more oh in quotes mm. emotional right yeah. but still you're watching Ashley B's show and you know it's a comedy even though 50 minutes of it might be mm. an incredibly intense emotional experience yeah. it's about truth so, yeah so I'm, I'm down with both types is what I'm saying and I yeah. think it's very interesting that Channel 4 is insisting this is a comedy drama in all this publicity material for me it's just a fucking really good comedy Yeah, I'm absolutely I think you know May Martin has, has learned from previous shows about you know creating characters she is a stand-up comedian, and her whole world, the real Mae Martin's world, mm. is of stand-up comedian blokes, mostly. Like, you know, mm. these are the people she got. She's come from Canada, she came to live in this country, she's been here for years. That's her world, and that is very convincingly portrayed in this thing. So when Charlotte Richards' character comes across and catches her eye, literally, as a, as a punter watching this act, and they fall for each other, it works so brilliantly. Yeah. Um, and you completely believe this relationship, even though Charlotte, Charlotte character has never had a gay relationship As you say, so far, Um, I think I I think it's part. It becomes about the addiction factor, which is so interestingly done. Episode two has a brilliant climax that is fucking brilliantly done. Um, Yeah, Um, I love the fact it feels so on the, so kind of aware of. Current thinking, if you like, about gender and sexuality and all of that, but does it, it's such a light touch and I've, I'm, I'm not—it's not preaching; it's not trying to make a point about any of that. I think it's just the, the fluidity of the sexuality in it. I think is absolutely real, mm. particularly for this generation, if you like. <laughs> sound incredibly pompous. Wow. No, sorry, but the fluidity um, of the TV ownership I, was I extraordinarily think, May, yeah, accurate. <laughs> like, interestingly, I, so I did interview May Martin. I should to Richard about this, is what I should say. Of course, you <laughs> did. Yeah. and May so Martin that. said, you know, like. Yeah, for her, like people are calling it a lesbian comedy, interestingly.
2: Oh, no, I disagree with yeah, that. Yeah, it's not. She's
1: yeah. like, no, 100% not. No. If, if anything, everyone in it is bisexual. Yes, And you know, everything that is, is It never even you, you want to label one second, it, but that. she did a whole radio show, a radio force that was about labels of sexuality, and she's so interested on the whole topic. Yeah. And this is a show that authentically and organically looks at that whole thing, but it's about the characters and who they are, and you just it's love exactly the characters. It. They're yeah. so great. They're so believable and funny and likeable together these two I think it's great and fucking Lisa Kudrow I mean come on so yeah Massively in favor of it.
2: It's a really good comment about the genre as well, because comedy is such a personal genre. Mm. I think you really do kind of project onto comedy, and you, comedy—you don't laugh at, you don't all laugh at the same things. Clearly, so <laughs> it's anything. <such> a,
3: <laughs> if anything.
2: So you, you know, you you kind of take from that your own shared experiences, and you put it across. It's not like you don't say, "Oh, this is a horror drama," because exactly. in between the the yeah. jump scares, yeah. there's like deep emotional rift, do you? So it's the same yeah. with comedy. Genre. Yeah, I think it's really
1: good. We've got to the point in t- particularly in TV, and, and I think it might have started with. With girls where you know or, you know at least girls is very influential and of course fleabag i mean fleabag is funny all the time but i think creators of this stuff yeah. feel they can be dramatic and emotional and address in heavy issues within their comedy that they're creating i think that's a really good thing yeah what do you think james
3: <laughs> oh I
1: so <laughs> so 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 i didn't
0: for one second I would never have described this as a comedy uh, drama, a comedy drama. This is a comedy. It clearly oh, was a comedy. Good. And no, I went no, in a, I a, Admittedly, works, I'm though. not the best barometer right. of these right. things. <laughs> but I came in this and I wanted to say, like, you always ask me, like, what is my kind of comedy? What I, This is my mm. kind of comedy. Yay. Like, this oh, is absolutely what I want from comedy. The mm. writing, incredibly sharp, incredibly aware, incredibly intelligent desert dry kind of dread, deadpan delivery like this is what I find funny and the fact that there's dramatic undertones for me again you've got that thing which I love which is a juxtaposition of drama and comedy like again I think this is a comedy mm. but I think what I don't like is comedy that is quote unquote stupid that takes place oh, in this yeah. hyper realised yes. state that I talk about <laughs> yes I don't like that heightened world of comedy. Like Will Ferrell comedies. This is not the world I live in. I do not recognise that world. That is a world of stupid people being stupid. I don't get it. I don't understand it. Make it very I'm very literal. Yeah. I need to see the world I inhabit in a comedy. I need to be able to relate to it. You know, and that makes me laugh. And I found it funny. I thought they were the most adorable couple. Even though, I mean, Charlotte Ritchie in many ways, in this case, her character, George, is a little bit controlling, do you know what I mean? Oh, oh yeah, happy, yeah, you know? yeah, And it's a little bit, yeah. so it's, it's a very imbalanced relationship, you know, but, I, but I'm i saying, despite that, I thought they were super cute together. Mm. I really enjoyed the dynamics they had. Uh, you know, I enjoyed, like, May might sort of like Energizer bunny, super kind of enthusiasm <laughs> all the way through it. Some great lines in this, but also, like, some of the, I, I love the way that they just threw lines out there without really thinking, oh, God, are people going to get that, you know? But there's a bit where she says, my past is in a box, in a trench, at the bottom of the ocean, only James Cameron has seen it that's a pretty fucking niche <laughs> reference and I was like you know what fair play I found that really funny and for the other five people who got that joke I think they liked it too um, really really liked that I enjoyed the karaoke scene fuck off yeah. Jared <laughs> just made me probably laugh out loud Jared just is so really enjoyed Jared's this I best. I, I really liked Charlotte Ritchie in uh, Fresh Meat yes. I thought she was great as Oregon and I, I loved that character and her delivery is, is brilliant Fresh Meat another one which I find Hugely funny. Really so enjoyed that funny. comedy. But yeah, this has been. I'm absolutely going to watch the rest of this, and I don't think I've ever said that about comedy on this I show. I can't as well. believe Apart this. from Home and maybe a couple of others, but yeah, yeah really, really enjoyed this. I thought it was. Yeah, I thought it fantastic. was spot on. Yeah. Great, yes. brilliant stuff. Um, and I like the fact that May also she's a master of deflection. Like, there's a lot she doesn't want to talk about, and she uses comedy and sort of misdirection to just dodge everything. And there's it's a really interesting looking at that and like the level of. Um, of kind of like pain that she's kind of using comedy to 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 mm. you know obfuscate, um, yeah great, great stuff, loved it, uh, this did indeed feel good to me. Ah.
2: I'm so happy. You're on a roll yeah.
0: This is wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> I like to comedy in a football show. I should probably just retire. <laughs> no, this is, this um, is unprecedented. He's definitely yeah. ill. <laughs> well, this is yeah. So Feel Good. Channel 4 drops on Wednesday, March the 18th at 10 of the PM. Um, there are a number of other things out this week, aren't there, Boyd?
1: There are. Um, there is um, The Nest starts on Sunday. This is a new kind of drama thriller written by Nicole Taylor. It stars the great Martin Compton. Out of line of duty and Sophie Rundle.
2: Nicole Taylor wrote Wild Rose. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Ah. Um,
1: And it's basically about surrogate, is the surrogate, the young surrogate mum Mm. who offers to to carry a baby for this posh um, couple, very successful couple who live, by the way, in the most um, beautiful, stunning house somewhere on the coast outside Glasgow in Scotland. On the sea, by the sea, you know, you know, in um, the Invisible Man, the film, the Invisible Man, yeah, 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 that house by the sea, yeah. which is most, one of the most incredible things, isn't it? This is, is like the Scottish equivalent of that. They live <laughs> in amazing. Um, so that's incredible. If you like your coastal house interiors, it's brilliant. <laughs> obviously, <Do> you, <laughs> obviously, Martin Constance is always brilliant. Sophie Runnels as well. Um, it's, it's so it's basically is this surrogate girl from from hell or is she all right? It's like is she evil and she manipulating them or is she actually okay? You know, that's the kind of setup. But it's not done. It's very non schlocky. So it's kind of like they could have gone the schlocky route, but it's actually gone down a kind of. Let's let's depict this whole thing as if it's really, really happening, and how would the characters react? Mm. And it's, so it's very, very cleverly done, I think, and I'm I'm totally in. So I think you know, in any normal week, we would have reviewed that as well, but you know, we're busy. Um, so that's the nest. That's on BBC One next Sunday. There is a three part Channel Five drama. So Channel 5 is getting into the drama business what? big time now. Mm. Yeah, so a, is that still still going? Yeah, Penance is this one. This stars Julie Graham and Nico Nico Marilegro, who's both of whom are both very good. This is about Julie Graham. The, is the mum and her family, and their, their teenage son dies. I mean, it's in the first scene. This isn't a spoiler. Um, she takes her teenage daughter to a kind of um, a group, you know, a support group, and they we meet this young guy, this hot young guy played by Nico Miralegro, and things spin out from there. It's Again, really, this is schlocky, but really fun. Um, so that's a show to fight across three consecutive nights starting from Tuesday the 17th. There's an ITV sitcom. I mean, this is a very rare thing, called Caitlin Koji, mm. which is a studio sitcom no less starring Blender Blethin no oh, wow. less oh
2: I love Brenda. and it's actually
1: oh, quite not bad it's actually quite good <laughs> it's actually not <laughs> it bad actually you'll hate it yeah I don't, anyway. don't know that but you know um, but, but applause for ITV for even trying to do anyone trying to do studio comedy in this day and age but ITV are doing it um, yeah so those, those are the main other things I think Bulletproof yes. have you mentioned, have you mentioned oh, Bulletproof it's Bulletproof I think that's next week isn't it are you sure oh I don't know now Friday March 20th at 9pm oh in that case yeah Bulletproof um, I really like season one of Bulletproof. Yeah, I With never Noel saw Clark, season one. No Clark show, yeah. Yeah. You're absolutely right. we should have mentioned Bulletproof. No Clark and Ashley Walters, um, uh really good buddy, like based on the classic buddy cop mm. comedies, um uh, films. And they're very clever at making these two go- characters very, very likable. Um and it's really slickly put together, really kind of uh, incredibly entertaining show, yeah. So I'm really I'm glad you mentioned Bulletproof, which I totally forgot about. Yeah.
0: Okay, mm. good.
1: And, of course, Spielberg's
0: Amazing Stories, which is sort of <laughs> yeah. turned up. And you apparently, knew. according to Boyd, isn't very good. No, so, no, no. no. <laughs> uh, that's
1: not fair. I don't want to take my iPhone away from me. Um, it had some, had some mixed reviews in America, Right, like I okay, sorry. Yeah, so let's be balanced It had political. some mixed reviews in America, yeah. but it might sto- be a, a masterpiece. It's an anthology series. So, oh, yeah. So, and they mean, we, won't have seen them all. Yeah, so, so not everyone. There's vary varying
0: quality, aren't they? Okay. So, you know, Steven Spielberg's stories, some of which could be amazing, is what we're saying. Exactly. Other, others might be a bit average. If you want to that one, James, is, that's something. Is, is maybe not the best name for yeah. a show. <laughs> anyway, what would be our pick of the week? That's the question. Oh. For Beth, clearly it's Belgravia. <laughs> uh,
1: for what are we uh, saying? It's obviously feel good. It's yes. Obviously
0: feel good. good. I'm glad. I'm glad we all feel good about that because I agree entirely. I was worried you were going to go with the footy one. Nah. I really like the footy one as well, but yeah, footy was okay. fine. All right, fine. Well, before we say adieu to everyone, should we uh should we have a quick banshee? Uh, should we talk about a show of your and we've already given away what yeah, you Do you want to go well, first?
1: Pines. I'm, I Pines. I mean I, I, find it. It, I, I can't believe we haven't already done it. But I might have already done you it. Might if have I'm, already to done be it. fair, I might but have already to say done about it. It's kind of ends up being a bit I mean, I'm not yeah, post-apocalyptic in a way. It but is it, post-apocalyptic. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't seen uh, it, so uh, this okay. is nice the for me. The fact that it's post-apocalyptic is kind of a spoiler, but this is a yeah. years-old show, so you won't remember by it. the time you get around yeah. to watching it. But it is like it has a Twin Peaksy vibe, yes, it doesn't does. it? Uh, Matt Dillon goes to this with w- w- this weird little town where of pines. It's where the people are trapped in it and they can't mm. get out. It's very interesting. It's about power and control and society and all this and kind of that authoritarian other. regimes. Big, like, authoritarian, big ideas. M. Night Shyamalan directed um, some of it, I think, and produced quite a lot of it the talent involved honestly um, zalbat Magnidge of, mm-hmm. um, of the OA fame directed quite a lot of it great incredibly talented people and season 2 takes a whole new turn with different characters and a kind of like um, uh, and a whole kind of step into a different world only two seasons of it, but it was one of the most inventive, original, unusual, mm. kind of bold American drama series of its time, which was 2015. It feels like longer ago than that, 2015, wow. Yeah, it was
0: a big noise at the time. Did you yeah. watch season two? Yeah. Season yeah. two, they kind of, by the very nature of how season one ended, because it's based on uh, Blake Crouch's books. Right. Uh, it kind of ends in a weird place, so they have to change the formula up for season two, yes. and it doesn't work That's, very yeah, well. No, it's different. Season two different. is a bit of a, a downside, and then they never made a third season. No, yeah. but uh, but season one is great. Watching that in isolation, I think, is absolutely fine as well. Yeah, yeah. where
1: can I watch it? Uh, I think it's probably on DVD from You the, can um, computer exchange. In fact, I, I'm exchange. almost certain I've yeah. answered
0: this once before, so I've probably yeah, said it's like box. 65p or something from <laughs> computer exchange. Brilliant.
1: Um, we um, do have a spreadsheet. I've probably never shared it with you, You though, never get the spreadsheet you've no, You, you dangle like the spreadsheet know. I should share the spreadsheet you with it. you. What kind of spreadsheet it. is it where only yeah. you have access? I'm just going to look it up on the The best kind of spreadsheet. let see. Why would... This is live. That's good. It's live computer exchange yeah. searching. Um, it's on, oh, no, it's on Amazon Prime. It's on Google Play. It's, on, go. it's on iTunes. So you can get it. You can get oh, it. Oh, if I go there. Oh, easily, actually. Rakuten TV.
0: Someone has said, Kenny said, what happened to the Banshee spreadsheet? He's clearly livid. Yeah, well, fair nice. Uh, we still have it. Boyd didn't check it because I've never shared it with him. It, Sorry. James keeps it secret. Yeah, I will share. I will share the Banshee spreadsheet. You never will. W- it's will. never going to happen. But then the one that I've done, I'm actually starting to wonder whether... Whether mine is on the Banshee spreadsheet, and i 've already done it as well uh, I was going to go with survivors huh. that not the sounds like something you not did. the 1970s show, hmm. but the, uh, the BBC one from 2008 I think I think it's 2008 oh, I think season one was 2008, uh, series two was 2010, and this had Max Beasley in it uh, <laughs> because of course it did, and this was a group of people who'd survived a, a violent virus outbreak which had wiped out most of the human race because of course Um, and I love it there's something about I don't know I find something about post-apocalyptic shows and TV shows incredibly compelling in the same way that Terry is obsessed with watching misery porn because something about it I don't know it just it's something it ticks some box inside her there's something just she finds it compelling same thing with me like Jericho all of this stuff I love the vision of the I mean now I could just look out the window but I love that vision of the world where you know society is broken down and it's fought this brave new world, uh, and this this had that, and it had like you know shady government people and abductions and whatnot, and there was a bigger conspiracy coming up. Now, I watched series one and really, really loved it, like properly loved it. And series two dropped. I didn't watch it. I was saving up till it was done, and it got cancelled. Uh, and so I never watched Series 2 because Series 2 ends on a cliffhanger right. and it's never going to be resolved. And for that very reason, I've never watched Series 2. But I really, really enjoyed this. And I remember Series 1 being really, really good. And there was a thought that it might get picked up again. I think it, I want to say it aired on one of the streaming services. Let me just look this up. It definitely aired on something. Um, Hold on, hold that thought. I think it's based on a book, actually. Were you trying to work um, it out? Because like, it, I think it dropped on Netflix or something like that. It was on one of the streaming services. Like they picked it up. Like, um, in, did they? No, no, not as in continued it. But oh. like the episodes were available on, oh, I think oh, Netflix, I right. and did quite well. And I believe at one point there was some talk that Netflix might, you know,
1: pick this up and continue it, but they didn't. Um, it was created by Terry Nation, of course, who was created the Daleks. Great. Yeah. And are they? Uh, oh, that's-
0: and the Daleks, of course, being less good than the. Or j- j- What are they? Gadoons. What are they? What are they called?
1: I mean, all I'm saying. What are is, is the rhino so the, the, people? Great Terry Nation created your your banshee. I'm helping yeah. you out. I know here. that's true, but I like saying the name. What's it? What are they? The Jadoons. J- yeah, that's it. The, the Jadoons. J- and they're rhinos, aren't the they? J- dunes only mm. singular rhino the, people they're rhino people okay yeah. good but uh, yeah, but funny enough Max Beasley who plays Paddy Constantine's brother in The Outsider and he's really good one That's of, of his best things he's ever done by the way oh really oh, yeah he's fucking good in it he plays like a southern American in it who knew mm. but yeah I remember Survivors and I remember the thing that everyone said about it which I thought was slightly unfair was because it was 2005 which is what 15 years ago yeah do the math because <laughs> it, it's such a big you know it, it was a big canvas wasn't it yeah. ambitious but it was BBC One Budget yeah so it, kind of looked bit, it looked <laughs> like it, they, yeah, it like wasn't they, the walk Dead. No, it <laughs> no, The Walking Dead, but you know you have to take they have to take that into account. You can't you of can't course, kind of judge yeah. on that. It was I thought it was interesting. As yeah,
0: well. I, I I thought it was really good. I think those shows are really hard to do well. I mean, The Walking Dead does do it well, even if it has been going on for about a thousand years. <laughs> but uh, but like again, a lot of these shows do run. Do you remember that one? I forget what it was called. The one where like electricity goes, and no one has electricity and the whole of society breaks down it was actually it's only about again probably only f- Isn't that a four or five years ago no 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 uh, no. But, but this is like just electricity stops working and uh, then it cuts uh. I think ten years later and then someone has a magic necklace that when you turn it on <laughs> all electricity just starts working again it's I mean it's, it only that had one season bananas. it shouldn't be a shock I can't remember what it's called though um, shouldn't be a shock that's yeah. good as well it should have been. been it wasn't it was it was something quite bland I remember the title oh, being okay. quite mundane anyway but uh, okay good Beth, 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 do you yours? have a post-apocalyptic <laughs> series for us?
2: <laughs> (laughs) Mine is so ridiculously far removed from both of yours. So mine is, um, (laughs) mine is just so violently far removed from both of yours. I'm
0: now fascinated. Yeah, same.
2: (laughs) Mine is a... Oh,
1: my God, this is brilliant. I can't even say it. What's happening?
2: (laughs) Mine is this admin (laughs) spin-off show called Rex the Runt from... (laughs) from
1: 1991.
2: I was like, listen to you going in on these, like, survivalists, and then I'm thinking about this family of dogs that were... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you got Wayward Pines, where it's all, like, yeah. flipping, and Matt Dillon, and this big survival, you know, BBC budget. This was <laughs> a story about Rex, the anxious dog. <laughs> it's, like... That's brilliant. And it is four mates. Um, there was this, like, Ardmond show, really obscure, fun, <laughs> more for grown-ups than, than kids. Um, but it used to be part of that... Um, oh god I put Arben's spin-off from and then not the name of the show but you know that little sketch show they used to do <laughs> I,
0: I do remember I don't remember what it was called Into,
2: though. into Something um, but um, it was a spin-off of that and it's Rex um, and the <laughs> the theme song calls him he's a wobbly bobbly wiggly wiggly dog <laughs> what is happening <laughs> and he's got he's got these three it's not a big voice cast but sometimes they had like Graham Norton would come on Paul Murphy and Kathy Burke would come on and do these voices Creature of, Comforts it was like Creature no, Comforts when they, but it was an earlier one uh, from like yeah. 1989 it was I thought you said were Creature Comforts of,
1: with British Gas Oh
2: hey, well maybe yeah, that's it it was, it was something like that but it's um, <laughs> <laughs> it's just so funny and I used to watch it when I was little and it used to absolutely crack me up they've got so it's Rex Bad Bob he has got an eye patch and a gun <laughs> Wendy who's like the the female entertainment and then Vince is kind of like a a Pet version of the dogs, but he's got something called random Pavarotti <laughs> disorder.
1: Well, okay then. <laughs> I'm intrigued by what made you think of that, because to be fair to you, all James and I've done are just an other apocalypse show. Yeah, like I mean, that's you know, what very was going lazy. through your head? Mine was going, Mine through, was going through my
2: head. So this we've we've ascertained this might be my last show for oh. a while. So I was like, I'm going balls to the wall for this one. Yeah, well, um, so I've been sat on this for a while, and I was like, I'm going out with You've Rex, been been the Rex the Run for I've a been while. I've been sat on Rex the Run for quite. Quite a while. Wow. So just to hear you two going off about these very serious shows and I've gone with this.
1: I have never heard of Rex the Run. <laughs> oh, i heard of it. Yeah. Of course you have. You're boy. right. It was a minor character. I Dent was the, the short film. I that was it. Yeah. Um, and go. it
2: just went on for like some very short series. It's all on Amazon Prime or you can watch it on YouTube but it's just hysterical. That's so funny. Um, and really odd. They have a, a cameo of Gromit from Wallace and Gromit in it and they kind of suspect that he's a murderer. This very wholesome. I, I've always
0: <laughs> long, long believed that.
2: So. They kind of have this oh great breaks <laughs> the rent <laughs> it,
1: it was the talk of Swindon definitely not, wasn't expecting that Yeah, <laughs> but aren't them are brilliant to be mm, fair they, are. They, they, are. Really, they really they knew really
2: know are. how to yeah, yeah this one again more for adults than kids was yeah. fucking
1: their, their comedy <laughs> isn't that realistic <laughs> James still likes it I mean look they're made of plasticine there's a level of realism you can I mean, only aspire to there's no
0: bounds so I mean, you know <laughs> Oh, God. Right. There we go. That is it for what we very much hope is not the last episode of the Pilot TV podcast before we're all sequestered away in the Pilot TV bunker for the next few weeks. Um, Beth, you'll be fine. There's a TV in there. Uh, (laughs) If you've enjoyed enjoyed the show, then don't head over to iTunes and give us a five-star rating as and this has literally only occurred to me this week, iTunes is a piece of software that doesn't exist anymore. It's my okay boomer moment. Uh, (laughs) What do you mean? iTunes isn't a thing anymore. they retired it it ages ago. No, it doesn't. I've got it. No, you've got it on your work computer, which has never been updated. But when you have the new when they updated uh, the operating system, they got rid of it. It's gone. iTunes is not a thing anymore. People have still still got it. So, what I'm saying is, rather head over to Apple Podcasts, which is the dedicated Ah. app and leave your stars and kind words for us there instead Uh, you can shower us with adulation or grievances uh, on social media at James C. Dyer, at Boyd Hilton, and at Beth K. Webb. Uh, though if you poke Boyd and invoke his ire, as been evidence today, then God help you. Um,
2: Raging today, Boyd. Oh, it's been great. Yeah. So you, it's, yeah. I know. It's
0: like uh, it's it's the bells all over again, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it's the, the bells. The bells. The bells. <laughs> um. <laughs> um. Yes. Right. Okay. Fine. Be
1: sure to tune in next week. Let's when right. Okay. Fine. <laughs> I love that. If we be editing that out. Of the, uh, of, the, of the final version
0: not only not only will we be reviewing The Mandalorian but Terry White will be making we we'll will be reviewing Terry White <laughs> who will be making her triumphant return to the show having grown bored of maternity uh, and decided she's desperate to come back to you all so that's, that's, that's pretty exciting it's going to be a
1: Breeders special it is going to be yeah. it's going to be Another us laying into it and you defending an it and extended two-hour yeah. discussion yeah. of Breeders
0: but that does mean of course that does mean that we'll be saying a very fond farewell to Beth at least for the time being who has been excellent in these past weeks while Terry has been away, how how have you found it, Beth?
2: Exhausting.
3: <laughs> you, I mean, we've, she said
0: shit. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. We've victimised her. We've bullied her about her television. We've you had have. a go at Rex the Run. Yeah. It's
2: been beautiful. The followers have been beautiful. Yeah. I want to give a shout out to everyone that tweeted a photo of the magic roundabout after yes, the last yeah. episode. They People did. went I, in.
0: Someone did that amazing top-down kind of aerial view of it. Oh my God! It's like a Lovecraftian hellscape. <laughs> like, <laughs> how, how does anyone <laughs> navigate that? Monstrosity, just don't. But the thing you is, it's don't. a big roundabout with lots of little roundabouts on it. But I most of those it, little roundabouts James. don't have turnings. No. So why is it not just one fucking roundabout? It doesn't make any sense. That's what makes it magic. Wow, I'm so it's glad we've th- gone down this. Swindon, you live on the side. edge out there, don't <laughs> you? Really, really, yeah. Truly, truly weedy. But no, it's scene. been
2: an absolute joy. The followers, the yes. really followers have wow. forgotten. I thought I was going to be drain on quartered after <laughs> last week. I really did. that's like, well, that's me done. Yeah. But they really come through for me. You've had broad support. Thank from you.
0: the non-TV-owning masses.
2: For what I like to call my swillennials. So um, <laughs> thank you all. Um, but no, it's been a pleasure. Thank you for having me. Well,
0: thank you. Thank you for coming in. Big, big, big thanks to Beth. And brace yourselves for a torrent of belens and assorted northern abuse when Terry attempts to make up for lost time, which I can only assume will happen next week. Pilot out.